Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Tech Bite with Mark Strauss. And now, Mark Strauss. There he is, Mr. Mark Strauss, everybody. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Bulldog. Got Lee and Mickey here, too. No, no, no. It, it Actually, they're all gone. Uh, Al is on the road with Marla. The coach is, okay. I don't know. Man on the phones. He's on the phones. Uh, Mickey Fitz is in studio. Lee's in studio. And the mayor, you just scared the mayor away. <laughs> I stayed just to listen to you, Mark. Yes, he well, did. Well, first of all, it's so cool Mickey's in. Um, yeah. well, I get to you. chat with Mickey live. That's oh, really yeah. nice. Yeah. Hi, Mickey. Good, good um, morning. I, I figure you're a little bit smart, so you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> geek, geek cool, right? That's I noticed I was omitted cool. from you that sentence. Me too, buddy. <laughs> we, we always used to say, you can't spell geek without a double E. <laughs> Mickey, I loved today your, you describing MITRE and these corporations and what they do for America. I think a lot of people have no idea how our research and development actually occurs. And I want to say something, if I can. And it's a little bit about what we were discussing last week. And this week, we're going to be much lighter. We cannot do a pounding week of gloom and doom and not come back with something light. There you go. But, Good. Yeah, absolutely. But one thing that is true, America has to realize there's going to always be a much smaller amount of us competing against countries that are much larger. For example, China. China has two times our population um, that can actually work. And when you look at that, you have to realize that ultimately they are going to be one heck of a competitor. Wait, they, 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 they have, have one four day. times our population. Yeah. Yes, Not but two times. I said that can work. Oh, that can work. Oh, okay. that can work. <laughs> and that can work. Yeah. And yeah. this is important and is super important is research. Research is the only thing that will keep America current or America will drop behind research and development, and we really need those institutions more than ever. And those institutions now need to be filled with as many incredible students that have visions for the future because we, if ever we need help, it is today to figure out the problems that are going on around the world. So anyway, that's my point. I really, really support those institutions. Um, although some of them sound scary, they're very much needed, and it's really the only way America will stay dominant in the future. I don't know, Mickey, if you agree. No, I do. And, I, you know, and, you know we, we touch on it. The government gets a bad rap, but you look at DARPA and advanced projects, research projects, and, and the Internet. You know, everybody, Al Gore, teasing Al Gore. But, they, they, you know, the, the, the senators and congressmen that approved the use of the DARPA net to be structured so that we now have the Internet. And I remember schools like University of Maryland, University of Texas, University of Illinois, Champaign, Urbana. And, you know, they, they made these centers, Stanford, and they said these will be hubs for the Internet. And you watch everything grow. So, yeah, research and technology has to happen. And we are the forefront. I, I, I get to travel the world. I haven't been to China in a few years now, but I've been to Russia and, uh, you know, to some of our competitors. Israel does an incredible amount of research and development on various things for a small country that they are. Yeah. A lot of that research is funded by us. So everything you said, I, yeah, so far, and, I, and you're right, you should be a little more upbeat about where we are in the world as the U.S. because we don't have a billion people. We only have 330 million, and not all of them can work. But uh, You know, it's sometimes I think when they say they have a billion people over there, uh, they may be counting some twice because they look alike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, let me tell you something. 
Let me start over. Hold on. One, two, three. Did I count him? Damn it. Did you get the guy in the back, dark hair guy over there? Did you get him? Yes. Okay. Got, uh, what about right. the guy with the brown eyes? All right, let's go. Uh, sorry. They all they they put everybody on display at the Chinese Olympics, the Beijing Olympics. Remember the opening ceremony? That was one of the most impressive opening ceremonies ever. Yeah. I think they used a billion people in that. So. Yeah. They just uh, made the camera move back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can imagine some scoreboards over there. Yeah. Chinese well, technology. Yeah. You know, one thing I will say about the Chinese, never underestimate um, the Chinese and the Communist Party. I just want America to know that China, and this came from Elon Musk many years ago, but the truth is I did some research and was going to do a follow-up of the tech buy in the future, so I don't have all my research yet. So if any user says I'm wrong, I could be. Okay. But they appear to be ahead of us in all, all initiatives green, including electric cars, electric generation, and they are mandated that they want to go all electric before America is going to go electric. And they're forcing it down the throats of their manufacturers. So I just want Americans to realize this is a real competitor. This isn't like, um, like even Russia, because forgive me, communism under Russia was not a productive communism because it didn't have a capitalistic slant. But now we have a whole new form of communism with capitalism, and it's effective and it works. So I just want everyone to be aware that China is doing some amazing things. And anyone who's interested in environmentalism should be aware that China is actually making great strides in that. And this is undeniable. And I think America needs to really wake up and realize that if she wants to lead, we're going to have to do a lot of research and development because that's going to be our only edge. What is our edge today? What are we really talking about today? You, you had a different well, idea. Yeah, I did. I wanted to go and talk about spring cleaning and cleaning our stuff. So today, come on over. <laughs> spring you. clean your stuff, yeah. and the edge does UV light work because I've now had a lot of questions about UV light, and probably some of the the audience will know that there are a lot of products that have come out touting UV light and cleaning products, like a little box you put your phone in, and it's supposed to zap it with UV light for about 10 minutes and the phone comes out and the phone's supposed to be disinfected. Now the question is, is the phone disinfected? And the truth of the matter is, yes. In fact, I was blown away by this. So last night, I watched a whole bunch of gross videos about Petri dishes and about swabbing phones and seeing what's on the phone after the Petri dish becomes ripe. Why? You know, you leave oh. the Petri dish out for like a week or two and you see what happens. Let me assure you, everyone, our phones are gross. What's hard on our phones is unbelievable. So the idea of cleaning our phones is a reality. So then I thought, shouldn't I give you guys some cleaning hacks? Because, gee, no one likes to clean. And, frankly, cleaning your phone, your electronics, your iPads, your headphones, especially your headphones, and the closest to your head. And, actually, the things that actually get wax, and wax actually picks up bacteria and viruses. So, therefore, they also need to be cleaned. So what should you do? So the first thing we're going to talk about is cleaning hacks. And the, they, and the first cleaning hack is this whole product that you know nothing about. So I'm going to ask anyone, does anyone know about cleaning gel? Cleaning gel? No. Yes. And in fact, Bulldog, mm -hmm. you're, you make pinch me, which is a, which is a kind of a putty. Right. Cleaning gel is a gelatin-like substance that you actually put into like the grill of your car. Let's say your air conditioning grill. And it will go into your grill and you just 
you just you push it in and you put in, then you pull it out and all of the lint and all of the crap will stay on the gel and will come out and then you just oh my the god what a, that's and you brilliant and repeat that's isn't a, that incredible yes so like, so like for last night I'm sitting there going that's cool what? yeah so so you're talking like like well you said like the grill of your car so you just push it in and all the stuff sticks to it and cleans it. Exactly. Keyboard. Okay. Push it down on the keyboard. It will fit in between all the nooks and crannies. And then you peel it off, and all of your keyboard grind is in the, the gelatin substance. That's what I was just going to ask you. I, I just I just was going to ask, how about keyboards? That's a, that's great. Yes. So Love Love if it. you guys want to look it up today, yeah. as, as we're talking about it on Amazon, you can find it under cleaning gel. Okay. There's Color Corral, Super Clean, and Smarty, Smart Cleaning Products. Those companies make this cleaning gel, and there are yeah. more. I don't, um, but I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Hey, can I go? Can I go back a second to, to when you were talking about UV light? I don't know if you saw this uh, last Friday on Shark Tank. They had a guy up there who had a company. It was called Lark L A R Q, and what it was was the first ever UV water bottle. Like it, it you put your water in there and you hit this UV light at the top. And it purified your water. It, I, wow. I, well, I mean, it makes sense. And, and again, the only yeah. thing with water that I would have to question is, yeah. remember, UV light is hitting the top. And I think no. Nikki would agree with me. I'd wonder if it would actually be effective because, you know, different bacteria and different substances have different viscosities and actually have different... You know, they will float at different levels. Well, it was, they were explaining, the guy was explaining this, how when you pour in, like when you have these, like a Brita filter or something like that, you put the water in, it it hits out the particles. This thing actually hits the UV lights uh, as it's getting through and it kills all this stuff. I mean, it was, it was pretty fascinating. Hey, guy got a, I don't know, he got... I forgot what he got, a million dollars, half a million dollars for for, uh, 4% of his Great idea. But let's go and talk about the Petri dishes again and UV light. So the cell phones that went through the little box of the UV light, literally at the end of the day produced when they were swabbed about two-thirds less bacteria than the phones that were not swabbed. So I want to make it very clear to everyone, does a UV light always get rid of all the germs? No. And this is super important. You see, phones and all of our devices have nooks and crannies in light is really directional and then that light uv light especially if it's at a 185 to 254 nano na- nanometers it will actually that's a wavelength of the of the actual light if the lights within those wavelengths it will start producing ozone and this is super important because ozone will get in between the nooks and the crannies where the light can't because light's directional ozone is like a gas it fills up the whole the whole area, and it will still kill things too. So these devices are quite effective. They reduce basically two-thirds of the germs on your devices. So if you're using blue light, which of course will be UV light, on devices, and if you're using a device with blue light, the most important thing is I don't want people to get to the point where they think that's all they need. Because the truth is, based on the Petri dish test, they are not 100% at all. And this is why I thought this was interesting, is what else could you use to clean your devices? Still one of the most effective products is alcohol. We all understand that. Rubbing alcohol is absolutely one of the best killers of everything. Um, In addition to that, 
one of the other things that was super interesting in my research in cleaning things is that most of us today don't usually clean an item long enough or do a really thorough job. So, for example, cleaning headphones. Most people will clean headphones, but if, for example, they have AirPods, they will not clean inside the channel where the wax is built up. Mm. So, so what's interesting is that's the area where the stuff's going to get stuck. And I just want everyone to be aware that cleaning your AirPods and anything that goes into your ear canals is a really good idea. And to do it more regularly, not just because of the pandemic, but to avoid codes and everything, especially since the pandemic made people test this stuff, we now know that it's real. Now we kind of see how codes could easily on a plane get attracted to things and get attached to these devices and follow us around. I mean, it was amazing. So... I really recommend that everyone starts to take this seriously, and I got some, some, some useful tools for them cleaning their devices. And I recommend a toothpick. A toothpick allows you to get into all the edge areas around your screen, around the grill where all your speakers are, around the actual charging port, and you can get a little toothpick inside, and, you, and since it's wood, not metal, you won't scratch anything, and you can get all the lint out. And then you get to have a Q-tip. The Q-tip, you can put rubbing alcohol on it. And if you have a really bad charging port that you see a lot of crud in, you can put the little Q-tip in there and also use that to get rid of the, the crud after you've used the little toothpick to get rid of the first amount of dust and dirt. Then you go in the little Q-tip with a little some alcohol and just do one little rub, and that should absolutely clean any charging port that's maybe a little iffy and you're having some problems every time you plug your cable in. And a microfiber cloth. Mm -hmm. You should never touch your screens with, for example, regular cloths. Regular cloths can absolutely scratch your phone's um, glass and make micro scratches. If you really have a glass phone and you know your phone's surface is glass, then use paper. Don't use, for example, a cloth. Absolutely. Standard paper is one of the best ways to clean a glass screen absolutely beats everything, including micro, um, uh, you know, a micro cloth. Although the micro cloth is something most people have all the time with them for their glasses and whatever, yeah. and using that on your phone is good. However, yeah. in all of this, one of the things that I thought was really amazing is, is that really there is no perfect way to clean things today, and that is something out of this pandemic that I found quite amazing, is that life is really dirty. And I just hope that with this edge, people do take this a little more seriously as we move from the pandemic to a new era. I think we're all going to be a little more safety conscious. And being so, cleaning things is going to be important. So with these new gel products, with, the, with actually paying attention to your products, you should actually be healthier. And I really do believe cleaning them at least once a month is a really good idea for a deep clean. And yes, buying one of those UV boxes is an effective way to actually help clean your phone and your devices. And that, today, is my Tech Bite. All right, Mr. Tech Bite. Appreciate that. That was a good Tech Bite. Uh, that is good, a Tech Bite. I, I, it is good. That's that's kind of stuff we need to know. And we had a rocket scientist in here. He's like, uh, <laughs> So I think damn. I can make a few bucks standing on the median with some newspaper cleaning people's phones, right? Or stoplights. Or windows. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be a great move. Phone dirty? Yeah. <laughs> don't hand you that know, guy your paper, phone. Yeah, newspaper. People don't realize this. Paper is like a sandpaper. I mean, paper really is like sandpaper. Um, and when you actually spiral it around a screen, you can get rid of scratches on your phone. 
So if you guys have, have a really scratched like screen protector, I, I do. hope you'll have your screen protectors. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's show one. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about screen protectors. And hey, Bulldog, I just want to test to see if any of these lessons are actually sticking. Why is a screen protector a good idea on a phone? It's certainly not the screen protector. Well, it protects the or, screen, man. <laughs> and what happens after the screen breaks? It cracks all over the place. And then yeah. it cuts yourself see, when, you, when you cut yourself. See, they forgot the most important reason. The reason we put the screen protector on is because yeah. you can't buy a new screen for your phone after two years. Uh-huh. You can only put a generic screen that uh-huh. breaks your phone. So the screen protector saves you from breaking your phone by having to put a generic part on it later in its life cycle. Huh. All right, Mark, you, you are a fascinating dude. Mr. Mark Strauss, everybody, yep, live great. from Houston. Thank you, buddy, and uh, I look forward to working with you on our, our next project. I'm excited. Yes, in fact, I'm uh, not going to brag about it yet or even yeah, discuss it till it's in the can, but once it is, yeah. you will start talking about it. Look forward hey, to it. Hey, thank you, All everyone. All right, see you, Mark. Be good. Mark Strauss, everybody! Mark Strauss! Mark Strauss! There goes my hero. Right? All right, it's that good song. <laughs> Here goes my hero. There's we should hero. start just outroing everybody like they're stand-up comedians. <laughs> 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 yeah, they point off stage. Mark Strauss, everybody! <laughs>